protect your own energy and to surround yourself with people who deserve to be there. And if you really understand your words, you will not give the time of the day to people who will treat you poorly and therefore you will just cut all the toxic energy out of your life. This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. Together, we will break all the stereotypes about Ukrainians so that when the flag of Ukraine is lifted anywhere in the world, everyone will know Ukraine and its unique culture because today, Ukraine has a dynamic new generation that will change the world. Hello, my name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help liquidate the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me, and even though he struggled with cancer after that for the rest of his life, he always told me many great things about Ukraine and its people. Then, from 2018 to 2019, For two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to help build orphanages for Ukrainian children. And thank you all so much for the support. More than 175 people participated in this project for Ukraine, from the vice president of the Helen Marlin Group to the vice chancellor of the UGCC to the president of the Erasmus Student Network Kiev to the president of the World Trade Center Kiev to students from the FLEX program, Ukraine Global Scholars, Yale University, Harvard, and the London School of Economics, to the United Nations, to the Vatican Church, to interns at the Ukrainian Parliament, and at the Canadian Parliament, to top 1% students in Ukraine. But not only them. This project is for all Ukrainians from all backgrounds. And if you wish to participate, Send me a message on Instagram, aziz.future, and join the Telegram channel, Kiev Future. My goal is to make interviews with hundreds of Ukrainians, and the world is listening. This podcast is already top 50 in the United Kingdom, France, Switzerland, and Monaco, top 25 in Austria, Germany, Canada, Russia, and Poland, top 15 in Australia. Italy, Spain, and Dubai, and top 10 in Norway, Sweden, the Netherlands, South Korea, Singapore, and many other places. Because this is now officially the number one podcast on Apple about Ukraine. Together, we will break the stereotypes. Together, we will help all other countries discover and respect the greatness of Ukrainian people. And this good reputation will support the development of Ukraine, creating more opportunities for every Ukrainian to have a better life. So let's begin. My guest today is Lesia Kriachko. Lesia is an international communications student at the Institute of International Relations, Taras Shevchenko National University of Kiev. She is a master of sports in cheerleading and has been doing competitive cheerleading For five years, she was on the Ukrainian national team. Lesia is passionate about social issues such as feminism, LGBTQ+, and inequality. She is very interested in spirituality, and what makes her most happy is traveling and surfing. Lesia, how are you today? I'm doing great, actually. Thank you for asking. Yeah, I'm doing great. I think it has to do a lot with the changing of weather and the spring coming and, you know, our bodies, we are so connected to nature so that we feel that shift when the weather changes and it's been really great. I agree with you. And actually, that's why my favorite color is blue, because when the sky is totally blue and cloudless, I feel in my body that energy of 
smiles, optimism, and warmth that is even higher than in winter. And to ask you, if I were to know what makes you feel truly alive, something you do that rebalances you, makes you feel excited about life, and just makes you feel that alive feeling that makes the day complete and fulfilling, what would you say that you like? Well, in the great scheme, it's definitely traveling. I mean, seeing new places, it feels so good and it definitely makes you feel alive. And it's the one thing that I think that every person should do in their life because our world is so beautiful and to be able to see it, it just, it feels great. But if we're talking about day-to-day day-to-day life of course i i fortunately don't have an opportunity to travel to hawaii or tropical places every day but i think that we should all find the little things that makes us happy and for me it's definitely taking some time for myself every day whether it be to have a little meditation to journal for just a little bit to make a nice nourishing meal for yourself it's literally five to ten minutes a day that you can take just for yourself and know your deadlines won't, won't go uh, go out because because of it and you can take this time for yourself and it's actually will make you even more motivated and then you'll uh, do your work even faster so i highly recommend i agree with you i have so many questions and if i understood you correctly in the grand scheme of things, it is traveling, seeing new places, because the world is beautiful and having the opportunity to see it is something we all must do in life. And on a day-to-day basis, is taking 10 minutes or so, so that you don't feel you're missing the deadlines or whatever, uh, where you can do something for yourself, some self-care, for example, meditation, journaling, preparing a wonderful, tasty meal for yourself and recharging yourself to be even more motivated to accomplish your goals. Did I understand you correctly? Yes, definitely. Thank you. And let's begin with traveling, maybe and probably you miss it because of the pandemic, etc. So it will be a fonder topic to begin with. You said seeing new places. Before I ask the question, Is that your favorite part about traveling, seeing or sightseeing or the fact of seeing new places and looking around and seeing the environment is different, is unique, and it's totally incomparable to your older environment? That is your favorite part or what would be your favorite part about travel? I definitely think that it is because I'm that person that, again, can appreciate the little things and we when we travel I'm that one person of the group that can just stand there and admire our planet especially I'm more fond of uh, the beauty of our world like the nature uh, of course some uh, sightseeing of the man-built structures is great too however the nature it just makes all the beautiful places and definitely the most wonderful places in our world. Tell me more. Honestly, I have so many questions, but I'll begin with when did you discover or how did you come across this love and fascination with nature? And there are a lot of people who are workaholics and who escape the present moment into the future saying, oh, I will live better when I'm waiting for that goal, etc., and they don't appreciate what is happening now, the small things. When they say, if I appreciate the small things, then I'm not being driven enough because I might be satisfied with my life now and never amount to anything. So what are your thoughts? How do you stay motivated and how do you answer such people? So again, to summarize, you spoke, it's so many great things. I mean, there are so many questions, but please tell me about that appreciation of the small things and how some people might think it might make you lethargic rather than motivated and what would be your answer to that yeah so i've been definitely very lucky and very 
privileged to be able to travel from a young age and you know my parents actually having this fascination with travel and I do recognize the privilege to even say that my favorite thing in the world is to travel and unfortunately many people don't have that access but yeah, it started from the childhood, actually. I believe that I went abroad for the first time when I was like two years old. And since then, we've been going on family vacations yearly. And since I was nine, my parents started taking me to more distant travels. And the first time we went to Sri Lanka in the Indian Ocean. And it was the first time when I saw the ocean, not just the sea. And since then, it just fascinated me. And being a child, I remember the waves. They seemed so big, yet my parents permitted me to go to the ocean. And since then, again, this fascination with ocean and with tropical countries. And I was able to see, you know, elephants for the first time, like not in the zoo or anything, but close to them and touch them. And since then, it's been it's been i haven't been indifferent to nature and travel and the people that can't take time and appreciate the little things i think that such people they only live all about the future but if you really think about it the future or the past they don't exist we live now we live in the present moment and all the people that work hard and are really driven, I do believe it's great. However, all those people probably know that even when you reach one goal, it's never enough. You reach one goal, you go straight to the next goal. And if you live like that, you will never be content with your life. And I actually once went to like a Reiki session, kind of therapy session, kind of Reiki session. and. Uh, I remember the woman, she was really wise, she told me, how do you define happiness? And I was like, I, I'm confused, I don't know. And she said, it's the moment when you don't want anything more. And if you really think about it, when you just work, your, well, your life is all about work, you will never be happy because when you reach one goal, you want another one. And so the only way to really be happy is to focus on the present. And that's what I would really say to those hardworking people. Thank you. So this is really wonderful, and I love this stuff. I might geek out on it, but to make sure I understood you correctly. Yes, there was that moment in Sri Lanka where you discovered the ocean, not the sea, and you saw the waves being so big, yet your parents allowed you to go there. And that fascination began in that moment. Can you tell me more about that moment? And what marked you or stayed in your mind that lives with you because of that moment? And then we will return to that Reiki session and the wise woman because those words are wonderful. Yeah, it's actually like a really detailed picture in my head. And you know, the child's memory it's always so bright and because the way children view the world it's always so emphasized and so bright and that's why i'm so glad that i have that exact memory of my father holding my hand really tight and me being scared but yet being so fascinated and wanting to go in and to dive deeper and I actually, I I asked my parents a few years ago, I was like, did the waves, were, were the waves really that high? Or was it just my child's memory? And they said, you know, they were just the waves in the ocean. I guess they were normal sized. <laughs> and it's so fascinating to me because again, my little brain remembered them like being so huge and so fascinating. So it's, it's really fun. Yes, it's really fun, and I do want to speak more about that. But I want to ask, how is this related to surfing? That's a great question, because I think, yeah, that's that's how my fascination with the ocean started. And I haven't really thought of it, but 
then a few years later, when we went to Dominican Republic with my family, my mom actually suggested that we go to the surfing camp. And they are really great because they help you to start from like the beginners level and from the very first from the very first wave I realized this is what happiness is for me. Like the feeling that you gave when you that, that you have when you get on that wave, it's it's unmatched really. And I think when I tried surfing for the first time, that's when my fascination with the ocean grew even stronger. Yes, when you tried surfing for the first time and in the Dominican Republic, in the camp, and probably many other places afterwards. But then to ask you more, what is that feeling? When you're surfing, how do you feel? Is it flow? Is it happiness where you want nothing more because that's how you defined it and you said you felt happy? Or what is the feeling that you have when you're surfing on the waves and it's perfect? It's definitely happiness. It definitely is. And also you are really proud of yourself because it isn't easy. (laughs) Definitely isn't easy. Then, of course, you have to think about the physical stuff, you know, to think of your form, to keep as long as possible on the board. But the most pure and the most defined feeling is definitely happiness that you feel in that exact moment. So happiness and feeling proud of yourself and yet focusing on the physical things as well, correct? Yeah. And how is this related to cheerleading? It's actually uh, really interesting because uh, this winter when I were surfing um, in Dominican Republic again, I um, I were taking a lot of trainings with a personal training this stuff uh, this time because I wanted to up my skills. And I was thinking about how is it connected, you know, and is it easier for me rather than other people because I already have some physical form? And also, it's quite different. We also can't uh, can differentiate, but all the sports are about the mental also. And I realized that one day when I didn't have the best surfing session, like I couldn't get get up wave after wave and I started being disappointed and it's the same as cheerleading or any sport really because you really will have these moments when you feel like giving up and in these exact moments it's not about how well you do or how well you coordinate your body it's all about the mental stuff and how you how you feel and what you will tell yourself in that exact moment. Because, you know, at one point I felt like crying, yet I got up and did again and ended up well. So I think that the biggest connection between these two sports is definitely the mental game that you should have and the mental strengths that you should develop within yourself. Thank you. And I'm noticing you're a very reflective, kind of introspective person. Are you more of an introvert and an ambivert, or is this just an additional part in addition to being an extroverted girl? Oh, no, I'm definitely an introvert. And I think that we also should speak about the meaning, because some people, when I talk about it, they were like, wow, you seem so social. And I'm like, yeah, it's not the point, though. The point of an extrovert, an introvert, introvert sorry, is that that we are people that we connect and uh, have our energy and we recharge when we are alone. And extroverts, those people recharge when, it, when they are in social settings and with people. So when I say I'm an introvert, it doesn't mean that I hate people or I have social anxiety. It's not the same. I just really need the long time and the reflection time, as you mentioned. Me too. I'm a really introverted person. 
And people will be like, well, you speak to a lot of people and you seem social, I don't believe you. And I tell them that meaning, but they don't seem to believe it, so <laughs> I don't mind. But that's why I understand you need your 10 minutes a day that will recharge you, refuel your tank, and allow you to keep going, correct? Yeah, definitely. And to ask then, when you were little, yes, your parents took you to more nearby destinations to travel, and maybe you began sports. How was that story of you beginning sports in general and cheerleading in particular? And how did you fall in love with it rather than something maybe your parents recommended, etc.? Yeah, I have actually a long story with sports. I think that I've been doing some kind of dance since I were like two years old. And then when I was not even four years old, I was a bit younger, actually. Um, my parents brought me to rhythmic, to rhythmic gymnastics and they were taking children from four years old and I was a bit younger, yet they still took me. And uh, then I've been doing gymnastics uh, for 10 years and I kind of made a seamless transition to cheerleading because they were quite similar kind of sports. And they were weird few months, actually, when I were still doing both sports. And yeah, when I transitioned to cheer, I quickly realized that it's definitely more kind of my type of sport because it had more variation first of all it had more expression and it focused more on dancing and moving your body and less so just the tricks uh, like in gymnastics tell me more about that dancing and moving your body because many people say it's a way to send a message to the audience through your body. Do you feel that too? And if so, how do you believe it works the way you can send really good or obvious messages or even big messages about word peace, etc. as a cheerleader using your body? It all comes through choreography. So our coach makes beautiful routines and it all starts with that. And, you know, every every dance, uh, every choreography has a certain, first of all, has a certain music, which has already a certain meaning. And, you know, you really have to listen to music alone to feel what the author wanted to tell or what you feel uh, on your own listening to this composition. And then, of course, our coach usually tells us what emotion she wants us to portray. And it's actually so fun because when, when we dance on the stage or at the competition, and my, my favorite feeling is when the music at the competition is so loud and you have all your performance makeup and costumes and you really feel in that moment like that character or that emotion that our coach wants us to portray and it really feels like so much energy within your body that you just want to move to express it and you know I'm not a great actor but when the music is so loud at the competition and you're with your teammates, your energy just burst out and you do make all the expressions and you do have all that powerful energy that you send to the charges and to the audience. Wonderful. So if I heard you correctly, that moment when the music is very loud, you have your performance makeup and you are doing your choreography, you feel yourself in that character, you feel that emotion fully, and you feel so full of energy that you're giving it and sharing it with the judges and with the audience, correct? Exactly. And tell me, how do you feel or you think you embody that character and that emotion? 
how does it come and when it's there and you're that character, where is Lesia? <laughs> That's a great question because sometimes, you know, the choreography has different moods. Again, sometimes it's very warrior-like and it's so fun to become those characters and to kind of lose yourself for a few moments and when choreography is kind of a little bit more sexy it's also really fun and you come out of stage and you are like wow i didn't know i had that within yourself within myself so it's really fun actually so is dance and the different characters and emotions and more sexy dances or dances that are all other kinds are ways to open up parts of you and to discover them and to learn about them, parts you didn't know before, and it allows you to develop in that way and to reflect and understand yourself. Did I understand correctly? Yeah, it definitely gives you more room to explore yourself. And I'm a great advocate for exploring yourself. Again, being an introvert, living myself, I do believe that every person should be able to just know themselves within and to learn about themselves as much as possible. Because some people just can't be on their own. And it's so crazy to me, again, being an introvert. I can understand the people that always have to have company. I'm like, how do you live first yourself? You need to learn about yourself first. You need to learn to love yourself first. You are the person that you have and the person that will always be there with you. So you need to learn that. And yes, cheerleading and dancing definitely helped me do that. I love that topic. And yes, in the Mount Delphi, it was there that the most important and the first thing is know thyself. And therefore, it's very important to know ourselves. But tell me more about your thoughts about spirituality, about why knowing ourselves is important, how does the soul work, and how does life on a more metaphysical way operate? Wow, that's actually, I love speaking about this, but it's also so complicated to explain this to people. I believe that my spiritual journey started a few years ago, and it's one of those things that I didn't I don't even know how I started get, getting into it but it's one of those things that just happens so naturally and the universe works just in mysterious ways so basically yeah metaphysics we believe that everything vibrates at a certain level and we are all humans we are all energetical beings and so Basically, to put it simply, you need to match the vibration of the things that you want to attract in your life. And you need to vibrate on those high frequencies. And those high frequencies are basically feelings like love, positivity, healing. And when you vibrate on those higher frequencies, the universe brings you more of better things. So it brings you more love, compassion, beautiful friends, abundance, money, and healing, and so on. And that's ways to put it simply. And of course, you need to learn yourself and to experience your yourself and your soul. And there are such things as shadow work so you basically also need to explore your quote-unquote dark side and to be able to release those negative emotions and to in the ultimate goal to transcend into higher dimension but i think it's getting too spiritual so yeah i don't want to get it too complicated but i think that that's the gist of the whole spirituality Thank you. So if I understood you correctly, we attract who we are and therefore our emotional vibration, if it's dark and negative energy, it will self-perpetuate and attract more negativity and problems that will grow it. But if we vibrate on a higher frequency of love, 
and positivity and all those emotions. That's what we all receive from the universe, which works in mysterious ways. And we all have a shadow, a dark side, and to release it, explore it, and purify it will allow us to become more and more light until we're so light from that heavy burden that we transcend into another dimension and universe. Did I understand correctly? Yes, definitely. And you put it beautifully. And for people that are more interested, you can just search up the law of attraction and book or movie The Secret. And it's basically all sources that you need. Yes. And do you have experiences in your life where the secret worked for you in ways that surprised you? And how do you activate it, whether on a daily or weekly basis, if you do? Yeah, I do. Mostly I do uh, manifestation techniques when it's uh, different phases of the moon. So basically the new moon, it's great to set the new intentions and the things you want to attract into your life. And the full moon are basically the the high of every moon cycle. And it is used to release all the negative energy from your life. And it's the time where you also can release all the things that you don't want to have in your life no longer. And I think that you know some types those some examples of those manifestation working are really personal but they think one thing that they always tell people it's basically me getting into the university that I study it because I remember I I was obsessed with getting into this specific university and I would journal about it and you basically need to right how it makes you feel and as if you already got there and i also did a lot of visualization so i basically had pictures of my university printed out everywhere just so my brain can focus on it and yeah as you can see i got in not without hard working of course you have to work towards it it's not like a magical tool that you just write it down and it happens but if you really put your heart and soul into it it will happen that's really inspiring and wonderful and therefore i imagine tomorrow night you'll be releasing a lot of stuff correct yes definitely uh the 26th of april pink moon everyone have your journals have your candle lit and do some meditation yes and okay about meditation rather than a more metaphysical thing did it begin about two years ago as well or did you begin meditation for sports related or other or to calm yourself before you went into spirituality I think that I've always doubled into it, but the the way that I really started implementing it is it was before my exams uh, in high school. You know the uh, a, the A levels basically in Britain, the war in Ukraine. Those are really important, and I am really i get really anxious and nervous before things like that before competition before exams and so i found this one meditation on on youtube it's called uh, visualizing exam success or something like that and i did it a lot and i also started doing a lot of relaxing medica- meditation because i really couldn't sleep before my exams it was really bad i was really anxious again and so it really helped me p- to relax and this winter during uh, finals i were getting really anxious and depressed again and so basically i started meditating every day and it really pulled me out of getting into a dark place and so i really couldn't be more grateful for spirituality and stuff that fills me yes it pulled you out of a dark place and for the a levels it helped you managing anxiety 
etc. And about people and vibrations, do you feel people's energies? Are you an empath? When people walk around, can you feel their vibration and aura? Or that's not something that you have yet developed? I think I'm getting quite better at getting people's vibe, if you can say so. And yeah, I'm the type of person where I definitely believe that you should surround yourself with people that match your energy because, you know, sometimes when you hang out with people and you feel drained afterwards, it's a sign that you probably shouldn't be friends with those people, just saying. And yeah, I've also always been that person where if I just started to feeling like the person no longer serves me in my life, I would just slowly become to distance myself. And, you know, I did that in high school once and people didn't believe me. They saw that that they're always were some drama that I started that I stopped speaking to such people but no I always am just really careful of protecting my energy and protecting my vibe and that's something that I think all people should do because sometimes self-care isn't always you know doing a self-mask and drinking a green smoothie sometimes it's cutting off the toxic people in your life I believe in that 1,000%. And what is your personality in Myers-Briggs? Is it INTJ? I believe so. I actually passed it a while ago. I want to redo it, but I believe, yeah. Me too, because you're describing exactly so many things that I believe as well. And it's a very rare kind of personality, especially in women. And one of the characteristics really is, yes, that spiritual drive, but as well as cutting people without any obvious reason because they drain our energy and life. And to do that in a way that is thoughtful and pragmatic without making it emotional. Anyway, like in the way that you described. And another thing, these days and these months and these weeks, what seems to be a topic or an idea that you think about a lot, reflect about a lot, either because it's important or because you wish to change or add in your life or set an intention for, etc. Yeah, uh, that's a great question. I've been, first of all, thinking about, again, with the spring coming and weather changing, I've been really realizing that all this time, and you know, We've been living a whole year in a pandemic. And I realized this whole year, I basically have put my life on pause and kind of thinking, well, I'll do that when pandemic stops. Or when when pandemic starts, I'll be happy again. And I suddenly realized that, you know, it's not going to end soon. And I don't think that we're going to have offline university soon. Well, I hope from for the next semester, but not for this one for sure. And I realized that I need to stop putting my life on pause and I need to create those happy moments for myself. Because, you know, sometimes uh, the best day is the day when you make it the best, not when you have already a lot of fun things happened. And the most productive day is when you have, when you make it the most productive. And so I realized that, you know, I have to stop putting things on hold and, you know, putting on that best outfit that you wanting to wear and do this some, again, simple yet beautiful things for yourself. And the second thing that I've been really thinking about and focusing on is some exchange programs for students. I've been starting to really look at it and uh, realizing some documents I need and just basically opening my mind to in to it and uh, looking for some opportunities because I really think that it's a beautiful thing for students and it's a perfect thing to do in such young age because again we are young we don't have a lot of seems to worry about yet and to be able to travel and study at the same time it seems like 
a perfect sim for me, and I'm surprised that I haven't looked into it earlier. So yeah, I'm just open for some great opportunities to come. Thank you. And now I understand more what you're manifesting. But <laughs> if I understood you correctly, you have put your life on hold for most of this year, and now you began realizing more and more. And it happened to me. I used to do the getting things done methodology for productivity. And there is a category called someday. And then I put things there, but they always stayed in someday. And then I understood and reflected and journaled and thought someday will never happen. The time will never be perfect for anything. So I begin today, whatever I want to do. Today is the perfect day always to make life better and to care for ourselves and well you began to dress better at home i guess to dress like you're gonna uh, have a cocktail party and you began to put masks on cook something delicious for yourself and to care for yourself more as well as exploring the different possibilities potentialities and different scholarships and exchange programs that are available in order to mix your love for travel with your studies. Did I understand correctly? Yes, definitely. And why international communications? That was a topic that, you know, my mom and I argued for so long because I always thought and I still think that it's quite ridiculous that young people should have to choose their career and what they want to do with the whole life at the age of 17. That's ridiculous how our society works. And I still actually disagree with that. But I always loved studying languages and English in particular. And my mom told me that being that knowing languages isn't a job in itself, like it's a nice bonus. And so when she found that there are such things as international communication, where there is definitely a big emphasis on studying languages, but you're also having something else to study, like you will have an actual diploma in the actual job that you can apply for. It was just a perfect match for me. And, you know, the one thing that I'm really grateful for is that Two years into learning, I realized that it is definitely where I want to study and what I want to do. And for me, getting into university and realizing that it isn't for you, it definitely was a great fear of mine, which if you have that fear, it's definitely okay. Like you can always change your major. Nothing scary will happen. But yeah, it was a great fear of mine. And now I realize that I'm where I am supposed to be. Yes, you are where you're supposed to be. And tell me now, let's return to travel because that's a beautiful link. You said the best part about traveling is seeing new places. Tell me more. If you were to tell me what is the mood, the feeling, the atmosphere, the learning, the reflections you get when you travel somewhere tropical or any other place. Tell me more about that. I think that the first thing when you are in some kind of tropical place is just being carefree. And it's definitely also connecting with nature and feeling grounded. And it's those experiences you have when you just basically spend all day out and you can, when you go swimming, surfing, exploring, it's just, again, as you mentioned at the beginning, it's just what makes you feel alive and it what makes you feel recharged. And seeing and learning through travel again, when we are going on different city tours and excursion, the guides tell the history of a place but when you are able to see it with your own eyes, it just, I do believe that traveling definitely makes you learn a lot about the place. And I definitely 
say that I don't like history, but most of the fun history I have learned has been during my travels. So I think that it's definitely important to learn academically and to have an education, but also to be able to learn about our world and our planet. It's definitely shouldn't be uh, put on a back burner. It is important because Earth is, first of all, our home and we need to know it. Yes, we need to know our home. And I will return back to that. But first, about energy. And you mentioned when the music is very loud, you have your performance makeup on and the emotions and you're in character. You have unlimited or a lot of energy, correct? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Even and if with you've been people, training for a long time before that, and even if you are tired already for waiting for your turn at competition, when you go on stage, it's like you have a lot of energy again and you become recharged. Perfect. And so it's a second wind, and you spoke about giving that energy to the judges and to the audience. Well, in normal life with people, are you reserved and you keep your energy? And like you said, in high school, people thought you had drama with some people, but you are protecting your energy. But in general, are you protective all the time and reserved with your energy? Or do you give it? And then if the person doesn't deserve it, you take it away and move on. What kind of person are you? The more expressive, sharing of energy, or one who's more reserved and maybe you have a poker face, like many girls who are guests said, that even though they can be full of emotions, their face might be too serious all the time, but that's their nature. Yeah, I think that I have uh, that face sometimes. However, in social situation, I think that I am definitely quite social and energetic, and that's again why People can have hard time understanding my being uh, introverted. Uh, but yeah, I just definitely, if I just meet new people, I want to be excited to meet them and I want to be social with them. And I think that in such settings, I'm quite fun to be around. But if I already know that f that some people just don't deserve my time of the day or energy, you know, I wouldn't go just that extra step for them to share my energetic self, I guess. Yes, you are very social and energized, but you don't go overboard with the wrong people. And people assume you're extroverted, although no, you're an introvert who needs self-care, silence, time alone, and reflection and journaling. And two of the best memories from childhood you have is in Sri Lanka, where you were with your father holding his hand, and there was a mix of fear and mix of curiosity and excitement about the huge waves that your parents said later they looked very normal, but to you, it was very vivid. And in the Dominican Republic, when you went on that first wave surfing and fell in love and became even more fascinated with the ocean, and when you go to tropical places, you feel carefree. And therefore, that is a wonderful feeling to you. To end, do you have any more or one more memory from childhood you can share, as well as any advice to people that this might be the right time for that advice that comes from your heart to share? And maybe someone will listen and be impacted as they vibrate and resonate with it in the right way, at the right time, in the right place. Yeah, I think that I definitely should start with a message for the people. I think that if you're listening, please learn to love yourself. Because our society is so full of making people insecure. And you just have to realize that it's in the interest of the companies that want to sell you products 
that want to make you more insecure about yourself and all the celebrity culture and social media, it can become toxic. However, you are the only person you have and the only person who will be always there for you. And therefore, you have to fall in love with yourself and you have to be able to spend the time just on your own and you have to protect your energy and you have to love yourself before you can love someone. And it is also important, again, as I said, to protect your own energy and to surround yourself with people who deserve to be there. And if you really understand your worth, you will not give the time of the day to people who will treat you poorly and therefore you will just cut all the toxic energy out of your life and it it really it's it's so hard for me to watch i think it's mostly with girls because our society is so focused on how female bodies and faces on how we look and it's so gross and toxic to see beautiful beautiful young women just crying about the way they look and i think that we're all beautiful and we should support each other more because we all just humans living on this beautiful planet and we definitely shouldn't bash each other and bring each other down and i guess one final thing would be just again whenever you're listening just make someone smile today give some give someone a compliment and it will mail it will make you feel so much better about yourself that we gave people a lot of smiles and even before we begin maybe they were smiling like what's happening i don't understand some of this stuff it's too metaphysical but i think no a part of them the deeper part will be listening resonating and maybe get activated to become more into metaphysics and spirituality. And to finish, if people want to follow you, they want to learn more about you, what are the best social media to do that? I guess the best one would be Instagram because it really highlights my life and stuff. And uh, you can see a lot of different parts about me and it's at Lesia Krichko on Instagram and it will be at Aziz's Instagram, I hope. Yeah, so you can find me there. Thank okay. you very much. I wish you tomorrow too, <laughs> perfect pink moon. I wish you a day where you can see the orange, yellowish sunshine or where you can remember the carefree feeling of the tropical places and the ocean and the waves and the happiness of not needing anything because you're satisfied and this moment is perfect, or as there is a koan in Zen, what's wrong with this moment? Nothing. I wish you a great night. Yeah, thank you so much. Have a good one.